0: Welcome to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast about brands that learn from the past, look to the future, and profit today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. Hey, welcome back. Uh, I want to introduce a friend of mine. His name is Justin Taverna, and he's a co-founder of a company called First Light Technologies. And I've known Justin and his partner, Sean. Uh, for a few years now, and we've been working together, and uh, what's cool about First Light Technology, to me at least as a brand guy, is that this is a story that goes beyond technology. Uh, the technology is very cool; don't sell don't sell it short. But it's a story that goes beyond technology, and that's what makes this an interesting brand. Justin, you ready to talk about this? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Justin is a man of many words. Um, now. Uh, you started this company, uh, you already had a job working in solar.
1: Yeah, that's right. I, Sean and I started this company 10 years ago while we were working for a company called Carmana. And while we were working there, we were both product managers and we
0: worked basically within five feet of each other. Our desks were almost touching. Mm-hmm. And and you had this idea, like entrepreneurs do, you could do it better. What was it that you could do better? It. You know, it... it, it That's a good question, and
1: it's a combination of, Sean had the vision around the product side, I had more or less, I'm looking at it from the service side, of like how can we provide a better experience using this, using solar lighting. We've seen a lot of different other, a lot of other companies attempt to do it, Mm -hmm. and our goal was to make it easier, whether you're a specifier, designer, installer, and end user, Across the board, it'd be a, a simpler experience using our lights.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, it, it, the whole idea of solar, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, I worked in sustainability for a long time. Like uh, I, I ran a green ad agency, and uh, the problem I always found was I could never convince clients to, to say green in their brand because that had that negative stigma. If you have a green floor cleaner, it means it costs too much. It doesn't work as good. Solar, I know, had, or still has, the same negative stigma. What was the what was the stigma around solar? Well, the issue it's not it, it's it's also it's
1: solar is one aspect about it, but it's solar lighting as together, like collectively. When you bring up solar lighting to nine out of 10 people, they think of the Home Depot garden lights that they put in their front yard that don't make it through the winter. Mm-hmm. So we are constantly educating the market, our customers, one by one, that there is a better way of doing it. There's a more sustainable way that's far more reliable, in the output in terms of the light output, quality, reliability, it's far greater than what you'd ever experience at that, you know, buying a light through Home Depot.
0: Now, I know that the, there's a real element of surprise. I, I've talked to a whole bunch of your customers and there is still an element of surprise that this is possible. Mm-hmm. People, they're, they're still going back to, even the folks in commercial lighting, they're going sure. back to Home Depot or, or cheap Chinese, it doesn't work very good, the battery craps out. So it, it's still an uphill battle. That's correct.
1: And it's like, I think the thing for us where it's, the, the, I like the challenge, it is. It's, it's grassroots, one person, one municipality at a time. Once they see the lights in action, they're, they're, they're floored. They're like, wow, this can work. I don't need to pull
0: a wire to get the same kind of light output as an AC light. Now, it, 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 you, your lights, uh, they have kind of crossed the threshold. Uh, in 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 what ways are are the, are the lights like what has the, been the biggest improvement in in the actual technology? What what has happened that that suddenly took this out of the realm of, you know, crappy uh, Home Depot stuff? What what happened? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not the most educated guy to answer that question, but I'll
1: do my best. I think from the tech side, there's a couple things: battery improvement through what we've been seeing through hybrid cars, the work that Tesla is doing with lithium batteries. That's a huge improvement from what we were doing before when we were using lead acid batteries. Right. That's one. The other one, LED efficiency, LED efficiency and efficacy. As the LEDs get brighter, better, and they're able to run longer, you know that that those tech, those tech, those components kind of Mm -hmm. converging together has enabled us to do what we're doing. And the fun part about it is we're still on that upward curve. Like the, the technology is only further improving. We we haven't plateaued yet. So the best, we're not at that point yet.
0: Now you started your company, uh, you caught a break. There, there must have been a break in here. there must have been an early believer Did, were were the early believers uh, practical thinkers or were they buying more based on their values and sustainability and you know a good question the The early believers that we had and I like one of the
1: earlier believer I would say, and i'll go back to one of our first customers is the Atlantis resort in the Bahamas, mm-hmm. and those guys made a decision to put in three hundred of our lights and the primary reason behind it is because the soil pH. In Bahamas, it's very acidic. It's a low pH. So they're constantly changing out the wires, the in-ground transformers, and their, their their facilities manager said, enough. I've got to try a different way. And hence, we started and we developed the product with them and we, we brought it to market within 12 weeks. And it was a fantastic... They, they were floored. And since then, they've bought over 450 of
0: our lights. That's, that's really weird because you didn't say sustainability once. Right. It was... This is about wires. And you know what I like about this is that it seems completely counterintuitive. You know, if I'm I'm talking about solar lighting, the first thing I'm going to think about is batteries and solar power. And, you know, can you put it under a tree or is it going to work at night? Is it going to dim out on me? But the biggest advantage to the first client was wires. That's right. It's, so that, that 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 takes it into a whole other realm, but that's that's still very much a, a product realm. Uh, you know, I I look at I look at wires and I go, well, that's a very practical argument. But you know, as a brand guy, is that something that can capture the imagination? Something like wires? Mm-hmm. How's that? How how like t- freeing yourself, unleashing? I guess that's what you call it. Eh? It's basically like you've taken lights off the leash.
1: That's right. And what I tell people, a couple things is, and we've learned this from listening to our customers, is if you have to pull a wire to a light, consider us because we will win from an economic standpoint. Sustainability is just the gravy on it, but from an economic standpoint, we'll win. The other way, the other way I tell people, the guys who are, the men and women who are digging holes, is like if you have to put a spade to the ground, consider solar lighting. We will win. Compared to an AC light, that's fifty percent of the price of what
0: we're of our lights. So you can you can you can pitch this very easily to people who have sore backs. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, can, I imagine you can also pitch it pretty easily to people who. Are electricians? That's correct. Who are afraid of electrocuting themselves if they try to string a wire? Exactly. And a lot of municipalities love that because their own
1: internal team, from the public works perspective, they are well qualified, if not overqualified,
0: to install these lights where they want, how they want. Right, right. So there's a real, there's a real good argument. I guess I, 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 talk to me. I imagine landscapers must be. Uh, I must I imagine they must be able to get their attention pretty easily. Yes,
1: because for from a landscaper's perspective, historically, if you look at their business model, they are they they're not even considering lighting because traditionally it's done through electrical contractors. Yeah. Where we are changing the market is we can provide a product where a landscaper can go ahead and be add lighting to their scope in if if, if off grid lighting is an option. Yeah. So we're seeing them definitely express a lot of interest because they can now provide more value to their customer because at the end of the day we're providing value to our customers right and if a landscaper can do that by putting in a whole new de- built and em- tuning up the whole built environment and adding light, they're all over that and they are more than qualified to installing these lights because they're so easy. Bottom yeah. line is if you know how to plug a, if you can plug a battery in, you can put one of these lights in. And it's a keyed connection, so you can't
0: screw it up. So yeah. we got you covered. <laughs> now we haven't talked. We've talked. We're still really, really much in the, the realm of B two B here, which is you're talking about value, ease, all these practical sort of things. You know, these are all the reasons to believe. But you know, to really catch people's imagination uh, and, and build a brand. Um, I remember you and I. You and I had a conversation, and we talked about um, Kennedy Space Center. And we talked about we talked about uh, uh, Apollo, and we talked about a reaction from one person that kind of sat me on my ass because this wasn't the sort of brand. Uh, this wasn't the sort of just product attributes and value arguments. There yeah. was. Uh, This is the first time I I heard you talk and where you go, oh my God, there's something bigger going on here. Mm -hmm. Tell me that story. Yeah, that's
1: a great story. And, you know, I'll I'll preface it by like I've gone on hundreds of sales calls as any person who's trying to sell what they're doing, getting Mm -hmm. out there, getting face to face with people. And the meeting that we had at Kennedy Space Center was by far the best that I've ever had in my career. And the main reason why... It is, is one, It links to one word, emotion. And what happened during that meeting was I'm talking to the facilities manager who's basically giving me a, a tour, she's walking me through the entire facility, and she stops, and she was just like, and this is right on the heels of the 50th anniversary of when the Saturn V went to the moon. Mm-hmm. And, or Saturn 11, I, one of those two. But the, what she said was, she was like, she looked at me And she was like, just like the engineers and the vision of this of the country to put someone on the moon, this is my my vision, my drive here is to take all the lighting here and have it zero energy for my kids to enjoy and my kids' kids to enjoy, and this is my fingerprint right here, right now on this facility, and this is going to change. Like I'm going to go through. Her goal is to go through all the lighting, rip out everything AC that's consuming power from the grid and use it with sustainable basically solar, solar powered lighting. And she's like, you to me, your product is the beginning of this. And I told her at that moment in time, I was like, you know what, I am proud to be here right now. This is an honor and a privilege as an American to be sitting here on this soil, looking at this and being a part of this because I know damn well that not very many people get an opportunity like this today. And I said, you know, if from as a business owner and how I can help you, it's like, let's continue to work together on how we can build this vision out, because we're in. Mm-hmm. And she looked to her our rep, who's been working on this project for three years, Mark, and she looked at that woman and gave her a hug, and she said, this is great. I'm so glad we had this meeting today. And I tried to get in on that hug and they wouldn't let me, which is okay, but it was still like it was still a very powerful moment yeah. to see this woman and the drive and the vision that she had and seeing it execute. And if you go on any Instagram and you look at the photos of what happened at the 50th with all the like fanfare, yeah. it's like you see our lights everywhere and you see people enjoying them. And a cool fun fact about those lights they're all turtle friendly. Because we got our lights approved through the Florida Wildlife Conservation Group because the, the turtles are an endangered species on that, uh, that part of the state. And it's turtle, so we use a special LED color yeah. where the turtles don't see it. Yeah. So it's like we're, we're, we're helping the turtles and we're, we're putting a mark on the Kennedy Space Center. How cool is that?
0: Now you know what, it's, I, I've often heard this anecdote. They said, you know, Apple computers, uh, they're just a computer. They're like every other computer. You know, they got the same parts inside. They do fundamentally the same thing. But you talk to an Apple owner, and they never talk about that. Right. They talk about the feeling that it gives them, and that is the realm of brands. And the beauty of that is that if you, if you deal in the world of brands, your product becomes almost secondary, you know, yeah. because it's an emotional connection that you're making with people, and that is super, super strong. And I, I know talking to... Um, the folks who, who deal with you, the customers that deal with you, uh, one of the things that they all talk about is the human connection, which, you know, in a strictly B2B kind of business, it's usually, it's a vendor, they call people vendor relationships. You know, something that I almost feels like a dirty word because it's like procurement hires you, it's the lowest common buck, and, and, and they treat you like somebody who just does a widget and then gets the hell out of there. You never get to know each other. But I don't hear that. When when I talk to people, deal with there, there's uh, there seems to be this apple thing happening where there's almost an emotional connection going on, which is which is pretty powerful. That there's a, that takes us uh, t- to jumping another divide. Now I think that we I think you jump this divide from being a product that does a thing to being a thing like the the lady at the Kennedy Space Center said that 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 takes you beyond to to like it, it becomes part of a legacy. Mm. Yeah, 100%. You don't don't hear about lights and legacy. Lights don't equal legacy. That that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So you're jumping a divide there into the world of brands and emotion. But what I wanted to talk about today was another divide that you and I talked about that you jumped. And that is, you know, that goes back to this thing we talked about with uh, uh, the resort, Atlantis Resort, where you said uh, the wires... Uh, corroded, and and essentially that solar light took you off this leash. It Mm -hmm. unleashed lighting, and and you were able to put it anywhere. And what you say is that when you go around the country now, you see something happening because they can put these lights in places you could never put lights before, and people are reacting. It's creating something that is way beyond uh, just a practical application. It's it's a a sense of uh, a community. Yeah. Talk, talk to me about that. Well, just to go back to one point that you said, you know, just to set, just set the
1: record straight is, you know, we're putting lights where you can put AC lights. Yeah. They're, they're, if you throw money and, you know, and work power at it, you can make it happen. Yeah. However, we're doing it in a way where it's cost effective, it's simple, it's sustainable, and it's easy. So we're saving people money. And like to, to, And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift gears because to me, that's not why I do this. It's not why I come to work every day stoked. Why I come to work stoked every day is because through our light, through something as simple as a light, you can create a sense of community through, and I'm going to give you an example, like we talked about earlier, dog parks. I, as a dog dog owner and anyone who else is listening who has Mm -hmm. dogs knows when people work in the morning and you're in the middle of winter, it's dark in the morning and it's dark at night When the time you're taking your dog for a walk to do its business. And the thing that I found is putting a light in the middle of a field with something as simple as a chain link fence can create a sense of community. Because you know what, I'm not gonna know my, I'm not gonna know these people by their first name, but I'm gonna know their dogs and they're gonna know my dog. And you know what, just that simple act of putting a light it changes everything. And it's the thing for me, it's like why I love my job is like I will look, we will see just a blank piece of land, it might be full of weeds, it might be an old parking lot that's just, the asphalt's cracked, it's just done. And you could just do a minor modification, throw a couple lights, and you can change a person's life as simple as having that. That is a channel for that individual to talk and interact with other people, exercise, get out, Breathe the fresh air, feel the sunshine, get rained on, what have you. Uh-huh. And it's like, and it's just so easy to do. And that's why, like, if you look at the numbers, dog parks are the fastest growing park segment in the U.S. right now. Why is that? Is because a lot of people own dogs, and it's important for them to get out and have that. And yeah. municipalities are branding themselves as, hey, we offer this. Come live in our community and bring your dog, too. And you know what? We can help with that, and that's what we're doing every day. Which for me, it's just it, it is invigorating. It gets me so fired up because it's like, as a dog owner, I get it, and yeah. seeing how this all kind of develops and hearing the feedback. And I've been on the road watching this kind of come together, and I love seeing people, like whether it's a dog, whether it's a kid riding his bike for the first time, and his mom right there biting her nails because
0: she's hope he doesn't. Fall or what have you, but it's like w- we can help with that, and I love the fact that we're a part of it. You know, that's, it, it's so bizarre because if you if you work on a brand, uh, that's not something that is completely intuitive. That's mm-hmm. not something where you go, well, you know, we're going to make the brand all about community, right? And 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 it's so easy to look at that and just go, that's bullshit, mm-hmm. you know. But I guess you know, you you go around long enough, and you go from park to park and, and street to street. And I remember talking to somebody, and they actually said, you know, the thing is, what this does, it enables grandma to get out of the house again. Amen. And I'm like, oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's definitely not something you hear in a lot of B2B pitches. Mm -hmm. You know, B2B is like the the, the light lasts longer, it it can be dark during the day, uh, the battery lasts, it's got a good warranty, all very utilitarian. But this crossing this divide into Apple territory, which is, it brings people together and, you know, that's such a fundamental human emotion. And if you could own that, you know, as, mm. as part of your brand, man, that's powerful. But there's a danger. And, and you and I talked about this before. And I kind of want to loop back to this because it is very easy to, to jump into the realm of bullshit if you start claiming stuff that isn't actually true like you know you can have you can have hey this is the this is the egg of the hipster you know or this isn't your mama this isn't your daddy's mayonnaise and you're just like ah bullshit. Mm-hmm. but so talk to me about building a brand slowly and and doing it around things that are legitimate and authentic. What 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 needs to be done? I mean, what I'm hearing it's, is it, you got to you actually got to go meet the people. Well, yeah, like the thing you got to
1: meet the people, and you got to get out there. You got to sweat on a bucket truck, and you got to look around, and spend hours and days in the field, figuring this, witnessing it. Yeah. It doesn't. You don't. To your point, you're not reading this in a textbook. Mm-hmm. You're not reading this on some blog. You've got to get out there, and you got to experience it for yourself, and you do it eyes wide open, ears wide open, and you're listening and you're watching. And then you kind of see, wow, what kind of impact do I have? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what, or not me, but our lights, Mm -hmm. you know, the company, the lights, what we do. Mm -hmm. And when you see that, it kind of all, starts to click together and you're like wow this is this is an important role we have right now this moment in time in history like we are the best in terms of what we do because we make it the easiest and we understand i believe we understand the market better than anyone else Mm -hmm. and given that understanding it helps us really relate be be relevant and communicate with our market where it makes sense and mm-hmm. they get it so yeah it takes years this is not and like i'll never forget uh dave green who is the founder of Carmana, who is and on our board sat sean and i down and was like boys find the pointy end of this thing mm-hmm. figure it out mm-hmm. and what sean and i did and sean's a very analytical and he's he's a smart man one of the smartest guys i know we sit we start looking at How many, you know, what's happening with bike sales? What's happening with tennis shoe sales? What is happening on the ground across the U.S.? And we stumbled across all sorts of stats, data-driven decisions from the CDC, the Center of Disease Control. They are putting millions of dollars into communities for helping getting people off the couch,
0: out of the car. You know, I'm a chronic interrupter. I'm gonna look at this thing right here. Uh, Fitness watch. Yeah. 10,000 steps. There you go. You know, it's one of those things, like, once you get one of these watches, you become a weirdo yeah. because I I start measuring my steps at the end of every day. Uh, I do too with my phone and I also use Strava,
1: which is like tracking my biking and walking and if I mow the lawn, I have it log me mowing the lawn. And it's like, that is all, those are all little indicators that the general culture of these communities is uh, for people, forget the community, people in general, they want to do more. They're thirsty for that exercise They uh-huh. want to get out. And we, contrib- we We participate in that. And so when Dave Green tasked us, boys, figure out the pointy end of this thing, we started looking at these things. It's like, wow, this resonates with us because we love taking our families to the park. We like getting on our bikes. That's what we do. I biked to commute to work almost every day as much as I possibly can mm-hmm. because it feels good to get on my bike and have the ability to do it. I'm fortunate for that fact. Yeah. So it's just like, we see this across the country and that's what's so exciting for us is that we are at the
0: cusp with these people. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you, you know, it's it, it's wild because uh, the first thing when you go solar lighting, the first thing you think is sustainability, and we haven't talked about sustainability at all. And what we talked about is something where you you really have to kind of live this a little while. And you go, the attribute is unleashed. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, you can you can string a you can string a wire, but then you have to deal with the power company. You have to deal with uh, electrocuting yourself. You have to deal with the, the line rusting out on you, or or, or getting stolen. Uh, you know, after you install it. So it, it, the degree of difficulty goes way up. What you've done is kind of unleashed light mm-hmm. to put it in places that are unlikely places or put it in normal places, but a lot easier. And then suddenly what you see is a human element to it, but you actually have to live this. It's not something you can just sit in a boardroom and invent. You can just, you got, you got to get out there. But what it. I love about this is that it's kind, of a, it's kind of a brand attribute that if you were sitting in a boardroom, you'd never come up with it. Right. No, you, you
1: can't. It's impossible. And the thing is, is like the thing that I the thing that I want to make clear is the biggest risk, the biggest threat to us mm-hmm. and to our customers. You know, it's it's not buying from a competitor. It's not buying an AC light. Mm-hmm. It's no action. It's not taking action. And why nine out of ten times, why don't people take action? Because it's too costly to run a wire. Mm-hmm. There's not enough money in the budget. Mm-hmm. Grants been cut. You know what have you? Yeah. and or if it's not that or it's it's too hard yeah we don't have the internal resources to execute a plan like that so we're gonna have to pause this right and we're we're gonna have and it's gonna cost more money to sub it out to specialists where we remove those barriers and it's like BAM then you start to see these places cropping up I love when I see like a little pocket park with our light plunked in the middle and boom you got a great dog park yeah and you see 15 adults hanging out talking about how their week went and this yeah. is socializing for
0: them. this is this is this is this is great this is their life i think this is the there's a total there's a total uh story about living it and getting out and getting your hands dirty Mm. and letting the brand sort of come up to you yeah and 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 say hey this is what it's really all about and not assuming that you know what the brand is and and going out and saying hey this is what we're going to stand for and people just go what yeah. You know, because right. you could just as easily just stay in the realm of, hey, you know, it's great value and it goes in quick and this and all real, real B2B kind of stuff. But I think you understand intuitively and th- from your success too, you understand that you got to go above that. Yes. And then, then you occupy a different sort of realm and people yes. can't compete with you as easily. Right. Yes, yeah,
1: exactly. And that's why, again, at the end of the day, I love seeing that. I love seeing people use the park use it and we're enabling that and seeing them happy, seeing them smiling, laughing, crying if they're falling down on the bike for the first time, but being out there and living life. And it's like, you're not gonna do that on the couch and you're not gonna do that in your car. You gotta get out and you gotta make it happen. It's like, We, and that is one of the true values, our core values as a company. If you ask anyone in our organization, they believe the same thing. And it's like, we are aligned and that's why we will kick ass because we are focused, aligned, and we are driven to make this better. And we're just at the beginning. That's the fun
0: part about this. Yeah. I have no idea where things are gonna go. Me neither. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Awesome talking to you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate your
1: time and this has been a fun conversation. Awesome.
0: Listening to Didn't See It Coming, the show about brands that learn from the past, look to the future, and profit today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. If you'd like to talk about brands, drop me a line. I'd love to hear your ideas.